You're listening to the 1208-Bit Nerd Church Podcast. Join us on Discord. Welcome to another spooky episode of the 1208-Bit Nerd Church Podcast. I am Pastor Jamin, and in October, we hop into the creepy themes, and tonight's creepy theme includes Lock and Key. Now, I'd seen this comic at the comic store plenty of times, but I hadn't read it, and then I saw the series come to Netflix, and I thought to myself, maybe this is in that like 15% of Netflix shows that are like really good. Or maybe it's not. Maybe it's trash. But I decided to watch it, and uh, I must have really liked it because I like finished it in a week, <laughs> and it was just super addicting. Like the storytelling, like it, it comes from uh, one of the producers is Carlton Cruz, who did uh, some of the work on Lost, a lot of the work on Lost, and even though I hated how Lost ended, don't get me started, I really enjoyed the journey. And the storytelling. So I was like, maybe if he can do that again with this show, I'll be super into it. And so I'm watching it. I'm enjoying it. uh, And then I completely forgot about it. And then I I, I got on Netflix the other day and season two came out. I was like, that's right. This was a thing. (laughs) I was like, ah, maybe I'm not into it that much anymore. Turned it on yesterday. I'm almost done with the whole season. So um, apparently I'm still really into it. Uh, and I thought that we would hit on one of the spooky topics within season two here, which is demonic possession. What does the Bible have to say about it? What do I as a pastor have to say about it? And uh, uh, where? what does this show have to say about it? So let's start with the show. And if you're going to watch it, you know, pause this, come back to it after you've watched the show. But the the because there's spoilers ahead. But in the show. There are, there's this like portal of sorts and these little bullets come out of it. And if you get hit by these bullets, well, those bullets are demons and you then get infected with a demon, which is not how it works in real life. (laughs) But that is, of course, within the mythos that they've set up in the show. That's, That's how it works in the show. But then once you've been hit by a bullet and have gotten a demon, you then are basically just the demon. Whoever you were before just seems to be gone for the most part. They kind of try to say that, like, there's still a little part of you in there somewhere. But as far as I can tell from the way they do it in the show, like, they're just gone. There's, like, there's like nothing. Uh, think of Get Out. If you've seen that, that movie, and Get Out, like, they use hypnosis to, like, shrink your spirit all the way down. So, like, you're just not even there anymore, and your body is taken control by hypnosis entirely and you're just like stuck inside shrunk down somewhere not at not in control that's kind of the way that they make it look like in this is that the person who's got shot by the demonic bullet is shrunk down the demon takes over and is that what it's like is that what demonic possession is like first off i actually don't like using the word possession very much when i'm talking about demonic activity Um, I find the word oppression to be a little bit closer. Possession implies that there's ownership, um, uh, that like the demon possesses you 
and can do whatever it wants at all times and things like that. And that, that doesn't really paint a picture of, of how demonic manifestations work, at least in typical. Um, for the most part, demonic oppression is probably a better term. I think it's actually phrased a little bit better in uh, C.S. Lewis's book, The Screwtape Letters, that that more accurately catches um, what demonic activity looks like in screw tape letters there's this older demon mentoring a younger demon saying uh, if you really want to screw up humanity here's what you do take a few tips from me and then it's like one to two hundred pages of just this older demon telling the younger demon try this out try this out try this out you really want to mess them up uh with uh, their sexuality well then just keep whispering these thoughts to them about uh, all these different things and, and, and see, you know, if you can get them to to bite and, and give in to their sexual desires and things like that. So, like, that's that's the boring kind of demonic oppression that is pictured in, uh, in C.S. Lewis's book. And I would say that that's more accurate as to what it's like, is that um, demonic oppression is, is really a lot more of of whispers and thoughts and and uh things like things like that as opposed to just something taking over your body and then suddenly it lives and you are smushed down deep somewhere else as as pictured in lock and key now we do have some extremes and even the bible shows some extremes you know you've got a kid who when it manifests a demon demon tries to throw him into fire uh you've got a uh the garrison demoniac who is known to be cutting himself, running around naked, living in the graves, ripping chains off walls. Like these sound like very much more heavily aggressive demonic oppression moments. And well, that's because they are like they're they're much more intense. Now, nothing's so intense that Jesus can't take care of it. Um, there are different levels of strengths among demons. Uh, some do take a lot longer to cast out as opposed to to others. The one that I've uh, cast out and then another one that I watch, watched cast out, those were probably taken care of within about 30 minutes for each of those. Um, but you do run into some that are much harder to remove. And sometimes the reason is their connection as to how they got in there. Like there's got to be some inner healing to be able to remove them in the first place. So say somebody's somehow got it because they have this huge addiction well there might need to be like forgiveness um repentance of people that have been harmed through it and things like that you gotta kind of break these chains in order to to be able to to remove the source uh to be able to remove the demon um but usually you know if, if they're going to end up like manifesting during that time it, it may end up being all different sorts of manifestations uh, some will talk, uh, some will just kind of whine a little bit. Others, um, may manifest in kind of like a, a visual form. One of the ones that we cast out is kind of like snaking around on the ground is the way that, that we kind of described it, uh, which was helpful to a friend of mine to say, okay, I've seen this kind of like slithering kind of manifestation before. That's usually connected to a spirit of witchcraft. So let's uh, pray in that direction and see if this person's messing around with witchcraft, see if we can remove it for that reason. So like that would be a manifestation um, 
but not in the sense that just like someone was completely overtaken and they don't exist there ever again. It's just a demon living there. Um, they can be extreme manifestations, but not to the point of lock and key where the human is just gone now, you know. Uh, so that's that's a little bit of just like a, a glimpse into some of the thoughts. You know, C.S. Lewis, when he was kind of writing this book about this older demon mentoring a younger demon, it was his least favorite book he ever wrote. And people wanted a sequel, and like he, he wrote just like a short chapter sequel called A Toast to Screwtape, I think. Um, but he hated writing that book because the place that he had to take his mind is to wonder like, how if I were the enemy, how would I mess me up? <laughs> that was not an enjoyable process for him, surprisingly, right? Uh, and so he was able to capture for us very well, like, here's how the enemy works, and here's how it seduces us and tricks us. Um, but not so much like, here's how, uh, here's how we're just taken over, and now we no longer have any control or action or or exist within our bodies anymore that's just not the case of of how it works uh, and nobody is so possessed that um you could ever get to the point of being like oh well they just you know you can't blame them whatsoever uh they just had no control whatsoever they, they were dealing with demons now we are all built with some level of control we are all built with some level of uh, ability to choose right from wrong. And if we get to the point of convincing ourselves that like we just have nothing to do with our own choices, like that's spiritually irresponsible. Uh, and it, it causes us to create a kind of um, fake world where we don't have to own up for our own sins. Like when we allow things to take control of us and to... Um, when we allow things to take control of us and, and and start really influencing our decisions, like we have given some leeway to to that moment there happening. Uh, an analogy that's often used in relation to uh, demonic activity would be uh, that rats are attracted to garbage. And that can kind of be true from like a, a spiritual perspective, that when we fill our lives with garbage, um, think of any kind of different addiction or sin that, that we might fill our lives with, well, then we might create a space in which something spiritually is attracted to come to that. And because we filled it with garbage, we've kind of given it permission to, to live there because we need to clean out the house first in order to, to, to get rid of that. And uh, that's, uh, um, that's hard work, uh, even when you're doing a deliverance. Sometimes there might be some moments where you're doing a deliverance and you have to stop and say, look, are you at a point where we should remove this right now? Because Jesus said when you remove a demon, it goes through waterless places, whatever that means, uh, seeking somewhere to go. And then he gets his friends and he comes back and he tries to move in. And if he gets back in, your life is then that much worse <laughs> because you now have more presences messing with you and, and making things even more complicated. Uh, that would be um, that would be spiritually irresponsible to some extent. If I come across someone who's dealing with addiction, I might stop first and say, "Well, have you 
tried overcoming this addiction yet? <laughs> and if the answer is just like, no, I've done absolutely nothing. I just want this thing gone. Well, then my answer might be, we need to work on some habits before we remove this. Because if I remove this and then it just comes back and you have built no habits to try to conquer this addiction, like you're going to fall right back in. You know, that's often what uh, happens to a lot of people, not spiritually, but even just think scientifically with a relapse. Um, it is often the case that when someone is free from something for a while, when they relapse, they they hit all the much harder. And again, I'm not saying that relapses are demonic. I'm just saying if we see that scientifically with the brain, just imagine even more so when we see it spiritually. Uh, if, if, if a demon runs away and gets seven of his friends and comes back and they all try to move in, the relapse will be, the spiritual relapse will be significant. Um, so there, there's always caution uh, to, to practice, to uh, try to learn well how to deliver people. Um, where the line between science and spirituality is, and and also to recognize that we are always responsible for the things that we're doing, and that uh, demons are not just so um, powerful that they can shove us down somewhere, like and get out, and then just do everything they want and leave us down there forever. No, these are our bodies. We are not owned by the devil. We are not possessed by him. We are oppressed by him, and uh, we need to learn better what it means to rise up and overcome him and to find deliverance when necessary. So there's a lot of conversations that could be had within this conversation, and this is just kind of like a short glimpse to get into it, just addressing the quick scenario that they set up in lock and key with this idea of like, oh, I got shot by a demon, now I'm a demon, and I no longer exist. Just kind of thought we would just kind of like use that as a hopping point to discuss a few things so short episode getting into just a little bit but if you have questions we can continue the conversation you will find in the info on our youtube channel for this video or on our podcast in the show notes uh a link to join our 1208-bit nerd church discord and then you can go to the podcast section and just continue the conversation with whatever questions you have i won't always have the answers especially when we're talking about concepts like these that are a little ethereal in the first place but i am happy to speak into it what i've learned and what i've seen and probably even have some good book suggestions that i've read on the topic that might be helpful to you so we'll catch you over there soon and in the meantime we'll catch you on mondays from 5 30 to 9 o'clock through our hybrid nerd church gathering both between discord in the uh, video channel and in person uh where we meet at 1208 greenwood church located at 1208 Greenwood Ave here in Jackson, Michigan. So we'll catch you soon.